The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me, have a special guest for this evening. Dr. Feelgood is uh, still on sabbatical right now, and uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I think he's camping. I think he's camping by the lake, honestly, drinking a lot of beer, hopefully having a few for uh, for me, but uh, wanted to welcome back to the show my good pal, Mr. David Glidden, what's up, sir? Oh, my blood pressure, but that's just because of the Mountain Dew. <laughs> hey, that's what happens. That's what mm. happens, buddy. We're uh, we're getting older. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm not getting older. I'm getting younger. Well, You're I'm, getting older. I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I fucking refuse to believe that. <laughs> I refuse age. I, I'm defying physics. Like, there's absolutely no scientific evidence that you could throw at me that says I'm aging. You're like, kiss my yeah, ass. prove it. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> Love it. So what's new, man? Um, You know, not much. Just sh- same old, same old. Yeah. Kind of been busting ass on uh, working on the Haunting History series. Got a lot done the other night. I was actually kind of proud of myself. Nice. You know how editing goes. You sit there <sighs> for like five hours and you probably do about an hour's worth of work. Yeah, and I... Like, people don't realize that shit. But, like, when you're putting together film, like, I always I always bank on the fact that it is going to take at least an hour per minute of film. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. That's what it is. So, I mean, literally, you can spend five hours, ten hours, and feel like you've accomplished diddly shit. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> nothing. Well, of course, I mean, there's there's that whole procrastination thing, you know, you, you sit there, you stare at damn project, and then you start looking at Facebook, and <laughs> then you start looking at, like, you know, if you, got, if you play fantasy baseball or football, you know, you start looking at that stuff, checking your emails, then you go back and be like, okay, I'm ready to work another five minutes, then piss off. Dude, I tried fantasy baseball. I cannot keep up with that shit. Like, it is, oh my God, ever-changing. Thought- I cannot keep up with it. I tell you what, like with fantasy football, I, I'm a big fantasy football player. Um, actually, fantasy sports, I, I I dig the shit out of. I'm yeah. In Yahoo, in all of Yahoo, I'm one of the top 71. percent Like I'm better than 71 percent of people in Yahoo. Damn. My rank my rankings that high. Damn. Um, but it's mostly football. I'm a I'm a huge football fan, so I'll I'll do like the uh, uh, four teams. I'll have four teams a year on one account. But normally everybody joins like a 12-team league, not I. I. I'm different. I like to go deep. So I go into the 20-team <laughs> leagues. Sorry. Keep and, going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go into the 20-team leagues, and I, I I, get to the where you have to actually do research on players. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, research is the name of my game. You know, I, I'm that, that hardcore. But baseball, I have one team. Yeah. You know, and we're not doing so well. No, I totally understand, man. We're turning it around though. This, this so far, this this matchup, I'm up ten to ten to four, I think, right now. Nice. Yeah, well, I know, so. It's a whole different animal. That is for damn sure. It is because that's a daily, you know, monitoring system. You have to be on it constantly. Yeah, all the time. Like I can't even imagine how many dudes get fired uh, from their jobs over fantasy <laughs> baseball. I'm serious. <laughs> it's got to be crazy. <laughs> oh my god. Absolutely crazy. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show is because you and myself have kind of uh, joined forces, so to speak, and we are a working. Uh, yeah, and we are working on a new project together. Yes, sir. Now, uh, why don't you uh, fill in the good peeps as to what this project 
is going to entail. Awesome. Yes. Um, so let's starting at the beginning. I mean, last year um, at the uh, Kansas City Phenomicon, you know, is actually where it really originally originated. It popped in my head after talking with John and some other people. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of festered since then, and and we brought you down to the spook light down in Joplin to see that. Absolutely. I mean, that was one of our uh, ectoplasm episodes, actually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that, that kind of helped propel this idea that I had. You know, for people listening that are into the paranormal and uh, into the weird and stuff like that, one of the most overlooked paranormal phenomena is the, the spook light or the phantom lights that are in various locations around the country and around the world. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody goes after ghosts. They go after UFOs, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, stuff like that. But nobody ever really does much research on the spook light phenomena. So I thought it would be really awesome to do a documentary based on the spook lights and implementing um, a little bit of science and research into checking out, number one, the given explanations for these lights and see if we can come up with any kind of evidence to help back that up or also uh, looking into the uh, the legends and lore of the lights and seeing how much of that is true history wise yeah. as well as does it correlate with actual paranormal activity I mean is it truly a ghost is it the headless man with the lantern we're going to yeah. investigate it like a ghost hunt too exactly and see I think that is going to be the essence of the whole damn thing right there um, doing the research, figuring out what is truly going on here and seeing if history can lend itself to the phenomenon, you know? Yeah, right. Like what you were just uh, suggesting there, you know, this this headless man with a fucking lantern. Yeah. You know, wh- like what could validate that? You know, I mean, that's really interesting stuff. If um, it's If it's something that's in... You know um, the catalogs. If it's in the history of the location, if there's an accident truly like that at one of these places, that could lend credence and then uh, stem into a paranormal investigation. Which how sexy would that be? Let's think about that for a second. There's a headless man like with a lantern. <laughs> how amazing is that? It's like yeah, never found his head. Can't find it. Nope. <laughs> He's never been able to see it, even with the lantern. Yeah. He's fine. He's trying to find it. Poor guy. Oh, my goodness. No, I think it's going to be a fascinating project, honestly. I cannot wait to get started on this. Like, I am... I'm almost like I'm over here chomping at the bit, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Just trying to figure out, I don't know, different angles, different uh, different ways to approach this. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know that. Um, we're going to be doing this... Uh, quite differently than a normal documentary. I will say that because not only are we putting ourselves right directly in the middle of these locations, but we are staying there. We are sleeping there. We are, you know, rolling, uh, rolling on cameras all the damn time. Yep. Just in case, you know, um, absolutely. I can't wait for that. I think the key thing with this documentary is the fact that we're since we're investigating multiple locations we're not just picking one and going to it but the fact that we're investigating multiple locations we'll actually have to look at each location separately and try to define each one yeah so i mean it's not going to be something that gets really stagnant yeah absolutely and and each one actually has something different to offer and honestly the the one location that i'm i'm truly excited about is the Brown Mountain Lights. Dude, I cannot wait. I because cannot not, wait. not only is there like three vantage points there to see these lights, yeah, but it's literally in the middle of nowhere out in the woods where these lights appear. So we could be camping out in the middle of the woods and also have a, a station up on one of these lookouts. But also, some of the uh, reports about these lights <sighs> are tied to aliens. Yeah. Awesome. UFOs. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's been kicking around the old brain here, the old hat rack, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That yeah, there is uh, a fairly good chance, or whatever, that we could encounter an unidentified flying object of sorts. Um, maybe lending itself to these odd you know, light uh, anomalies that are going on at the Brown Mountains specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crossed my mind. And then I'm also wondering, how am I going to react? Because before, like I know for a fact before, when I saw something that I could not explain in the sky, and we're talking very, very early morning, three, four o'clock in the morning right? when I saw this, and I was literally just frozen. I, I, I can't say that I was scared necessarily. I didn't like run away or anything. I observed what I could for the amount of time that I could, um, which was only just you know a matter of seconds, honestly. Um, well, do you think that it was more of a uh, not a fear, but you know that that um, I I guess the best way to describe it would be like a calm panic. Yeah, that's almost perfect. So I perfect. literally did not move. Um, I had a cigarette in my hand, and I know for a fact I didn't even take a drag off of that. You know what I mean? Um, just let it burn. Yeah. I was just stationary and observing. Now, what's interesting about it is the entire time that I was seeing this, it felt as if I shouldn't be watching it. Like, it was <laughs> something internal, something very, like, primal almost, um, saying, you know, I'm not supposed to be seeing this right now. I shouldn't be looking at this right now. Uh, I cannot explain that to to you other than how I just put it. Um, that was almost more terrifying than the actual event itself was how think, I felt. You think maybe some some of these occurrences are like kind of like how people want to have sex in public? Aliens just go to other planets. Just be like, hey, let's do it over here. Dude, let's let's do it over in Wyoming this week. What do you say? What do you say? Shh, they're watching. <laughs> I don't care. No. No. I want them to watch. <laughs> oh, you want to get them in on it? Let's, let's bring them up. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but I mean, I will say, yes, that uh, thought has entered my mind. <laughs> Uh, not the alien sex stuff. I'm saying oh. like the. I mean, it's just so freaking weird. I just yeah, oh, man. And another thing with these spook lights, and it, it, it may not just be the brown mountain lights that you know may attract UFO activity. Yeah. Some of these spook lights are said to be resting along fault lines and ley lines. So that might also be an attractive for UFOs. Possibly. Not saying it is. I'm just saying possibly. It is very possible. Now, speaking of ley lines and different things of that nature, like this is a subject that has always fascinated me. However, what is a very, what is the, the most accurate way to go about finding out where these ley lines are located? I think there's actually a map. Is there a map? Like, is it online somewhere or... Yeah, you could probably find it online. I know it goes along with, uh, like, they'll give you latitude and longitude for these ley lines and, and okay. draw them out. And you can actually find places where the lines intersect. See, this is fascinating to me. And this is this is all going to be part of, like, our research for the documentary. I mean, we that's something we need to check into with these lights Yeah, is whether or not they rest upon these ley lines. What's interesting to me is, I guess it's just a question that I've always had. Is it possible, do these lines shift at all? Or are they just set? Are they there? I would think with the um, gravitational pole, like, you, you know, your poles, your north and south pole. Yeah. That, that The tilting of the axis, how it shifts and changes. Uh, I wonder if sometimes if that doesn't affect the ley lines. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think it was um, I think it was said that over the last 20 years or 50 years the poles have shifted more than they ever have. That's and in like 20, 20 years I think Siberia is going to be like the North Pole. Really? 
Yeah, something like that. That's what I've read. See, whether it's true or not, I don't know. Yeah, but even that idea is fascinating to me. I love hearing shit like that. I don't know why, but it's just fucking outstanding. (laughs) What's that? Earthquakes under the Yellowstone? We're all going to die? Cool. I'm going to go up there and look at it. Right. This is my problem. Yeah. It's like the whole curiosity killed the cat thing. Like, I'm going to be the cat. I'm pretty positive. That's why I was a little surprised whenever uh, we started talking about doing this project, whenever I brought up the whole UFO thing, you didn't, like, back out. <laughs> no. Like, oh, good. Like, that's my... I freaked out about it. No, I mean, okay. <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, the shit's freaky. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's the freak factor of the whole phenomenon of just aliens, the idea of aliens or UFOs that drive me further into wanting to uh, experience it for myself. Mm-hmm. I basically I want to see if I can handle it. How about that? <laughs> right. Because why Test not? yourself. Yeah. Exactly. I get it. It's I mean, like it's like a game show on TV, like alone people putting themselves out in the middle of nowhere just to see if they survive. Yeah. Bingo. And in essence, we're kind of doing the same. <laughs> Pretty much. For seven days up to. See, and that's just it. Like I, I realize. You have spent far longer amounts of time in the woods um, or even just camping in general than I have. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty positive and insane. <laughs> That's like a mathematical certainty right there. Um, so I, I do have a tent, and the thing does construct uh, in under 30 seconds, supposedly. But, yeah. We, but by uh, all, all means, I'm not a survivalist, so we may starve. It'll be fine. <laughs> Bring a cooler. Yeah. Why is it full of beer? There's no food. Oh. <laughs> do we need food? <laughs> Wait, we, we need beer. To... We, do we need food? There's got to be food now? Damn it. <laughs> We're going to need another cooler. <laughs> now I'm going to investigate sober. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, I do, I do think it's going to be an interesting project. I am fascinated by this. I have been. Um, ever since hearing about like the spook light, uh, you know, right there in Joplin, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, being fortunate enough that you know, uh, you and John took me out there, uh, man, that was something. That was really, really something for me because I had seen all the YouTube clips, I had seen all these freaking uh, different shows that were on it, on the phenomenon itself, and it's like, I'm standing right here, right now. Yeah. I'm like, this I think, there, is really I think there's cool. a, an allure to the anticipation For of, sure. wanting, of being able to see this. Um, and <laughs> should we should we, you know, tell people a little bit about the background of some of the places that we're investigating? I think so. Or that we're going to be shooting? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Um, start with Joplin. You know, because that's a little more closer to home here for us anyway. Yeah. Okay, I'll just... Like, I've got some stuff pulled up here. I, I oh, can go cool. ahead and just read it. little background information. Um, for Joplin, um, Joplin is actually near the Oklahoma border, for some of you who may not know that. And uh, since the 1860s, there's an, there's an old road near the, the border that has been frequented by by different people and uh it goes by different names like the joplin spook light the hornet spook light um it's in an area called the devil's promenade uh so the light which has been known to actually come up to you is it's actually gone into people's cars uh i have a a few people that i know that have experienced it coming into their car um this light actually weaves up and down the road it's described as being bright hot and about the size of a basketball in the 1950s a reporter who witnessed the light described it as a diffused orange glow hundreds of people have seen the light it's been photographed and investigated by scientists even the army corps of engineers which is so impressive yes super Uh, impressive so when the Army Corps of Engineers were out there, this was, and keep in mind, I mean, this was a while back. I think it was like the 1940s when they were out there. So, I mean, their technology wasn't what it is now. But they still had enough technology to make scientific determinations. 
uh, in which they had no explanation for the light. I think they were out there for two weeks trying to trying to investigate this thing. Damn. Um, so the Army Corps of Engineers had no explanation for it. All they've been able to do is just speculate on what it could be. Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, according to legends, the light actually belongs to the ghost of an old miner whose children were kidnapped by Indians in the early 1800s. He set off into the Devil's Promenade with a lantern to search for them and never returned. Now, another story suggests that it's the spirit of an Osage Indian chief. Um, the Hornet Spooklight became so famous that there was actually a small museum that was built out there, uh, I think back in the 30s. Yeah. And it is, it's, now, it's now closed. I mean, it's... I think it closed in the 70s or something like that but uh but yeah there's uh it got so popular they had, it was like a tourist attraction Which and it still really is cool. for the locals oh for sure but I mean people would go there and that's how they would spend like their Friday night Saturday night or whatever they would go mm-hmm. up on that what observation deck basically yeah and they would the sit there had and, a, yeah had an observation deck for people to go up there and watch over the road and everything it was really cool yeah. I wish I could have been there bring the kids I mean, shit. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Why not? Yeah, but, that right there, that portion of the story was most fascinating to me because I was like, damn, man. Like, they just took this phenomenon, accepted it, and embraced it. Yeah, they embraced it for a while. Um, over the last maybe 10 years or more, uh, it's gotten to be a point where they've had people going out to the road and uh, just causing all kinds of trouble. Uh, the people that live along the road got mad. They, uh, they, they've had to call the police several times out there. And, um, like people would do like these, uh, they, they spray paint on the road. They start fires in the middle of the road. There's actually been rumors of devil worship going on out there on the road. Um, wow. It's, and from what I've read, there's been at least two homicides out there. Well, that makes me feel fucking better. No, <laughs> <laughs> now the police do patrol this area quite heavily uh, on certain nights, especially the weekends. But uh, yeah, I think we're sure. going to be okay. We'll as long as we let them know we're out there, and if we come up missing, look for us around there. Yeah, look for our footage. Be the next found footage. Uh, yes, found footage tape. This time for real, right? Yeah, f you, Blair Witch, dude. Oh, when the Blair Witch came out, man, people lost their shit. They absolutely lost their minds because nobody knew it was fake. You know what? I actually hated that movie. I loved it. I loved the story behind it, oh but God. I hated that movie. What was it about it that turned you off? I think it, I think it was trying to shoot a whole movie in like first-person view like I was playing a freaking video game. Yeah, that's a good point. The shaky cam? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm really not a fan of that. Yeah. But... You know, I mean, there. I'll, I'll admit, there is a scene in there that actually creeped me out quite a bit, and it wasn't the ending when they found him in the corner or anything. It's <laughs> right. when she's in the tent and all those little kids' hands are slapping the tent. That freaked me out. I was kids, not a fan of that either. <laughs> <laughs> ghost kids freak me out. I'm I'm more afraid of a ghost kid than I am a demon, and demons use the appearance of children <laughs> to get to you. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> See, I feel like I feel like we're sharing tonight. Aww. I like this. We're making steps. Um, me with my phobia of uh, you know UFOs and specifically aliens. You with your uh, with your phobia of little kid ghosts. Children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just children in general. <laughs> children. Uh, yeah. It's just children. Just kids. No, I, 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 I have no problem with children ghosts. It's like whenever I'm listening to audio and stuff and then I hear a child, it, it it weirds me out. Yeah. Like, I've got one of a kid humming, an EVP of a kid humming. Um, I've got one of a child laughing, like a giggle. That's creepy. See, it's those little kid giggles that you hear sometimes audibly. Like, um, when mm-hmm. I'm at the manor or whatever. Like, if I hear those giggles, which I do quite often, I'm out the door, man. <laughs> I am out the door um, cigarette in hand. Like, see, it's done. not just me. No, it's weird. You know what? You know what you don't see though. What's that? Midget ghosts. 
you know what? I would love that. But it's very yeah. true. It's very, very true. Why Have you seen not? a ghost of a midget? No. Nope. There's a reason for that. <laughs> They're not real. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're real, but they can't vote. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I'm kidding, little people. I love you all. He's lying. <laughs> you make my you make my breakfast cereal enjoy enjoyable. Yes. Absolutely. I was gonna pull this up and I don't know where the fuck it is. In your pants. Probably. No, um, you had already alluded to this a little bit, and I talked about it a little bit as well, but the brown mountain lights. Yes. Did you uh, get that video I sent you? I didn't. Oh, I sent you. I thought I sent you a video you or probably posted did. on your. You probably did. But, Let me look yeah. This I may says, have just posted uh, it on our, on our uh, Facebook page for the documentary. Okay. But It says here... The Brown Mountain Lights are a series of ghost lights reported near Brown Mountain in North Carolina. Uh, the lights can be seen from the Blue Ridge Parkway a mile post, or at milepost 310 uh, and 301 and from the Brown Mountain Overlook on North Carolina Highway 181. It says, additionally, good sightings of the lights have been reported uh, from the top of Table Rock outside of Morganton, North Carolina, one of the best vantage points, Wiseman's View, about four miles from Linville Falls, North Carolina. This is awesome. Freaking awesome. But it says, one early account of the light uh, dates from September 24th of 1913. Uh, reported by the Charlotte Daily Observer. Fishermen claim to have seen mysterious lights seen just above the horizon every night. Red in color, uh, pronounced circular shape. Soon after the account, United States Geological Geological Survey employee D.B. Stewart studied the area in question, determined the witness had mistaken train lights for something more mysterious. Now, how... Do you mistake train lights for for something like that that he was claiming? You, you know, it's what's fascinating is, you know, people. This is something you find at all these lights. Everybody sure. says, "Oh, you're mistaking it for car lights or train lights or whatever light." Sure. But the thing about the Brown Mountain lights was the earliest report was back in 1200 A.D. 1200 A.D. 1200 A.D. Was wow. the earliest re- earliest known reports was wow. that far back. So to say it was train lights, possibly could have been, but likelihood, nah, maybe not so much. Probably not. Um, Probably fucking not. <laughs> yeah this this video I sent you, or I, I think I just posted. I'll try to send it to you. This video okay. I posted. Uh, there was a paranormal team that went out there to, to do some investigating, and I want to get a hold of this paranormal team to talk to them a little bit. But they used night vision to scope out the entire mountains yeah. right there in that, that area, and they captured these lights. They captured it moving at an incredible rate of speed. It also gave off um, luminance onto the trees below it. Weird. Which was not seen with the naked eye. Weird. Even weirder is at one point it gave off a red light on night vision. Night vision only sees in green. It does yeah. not see in color. Right. So for it to pick up the red light was what would that unexplainable? Suggest? Yeah, I was like, what would that even suggest though? Um, shit. Well, they they had two theories about uh, some kind of X-ray or gamma ray. Okay. But those, like the types that they were talking about, uh, were only found in space. Weird. And this wasn't from the par- that par- uh, that portion wasn't from the paranormal team. They took their camera and everything to um, one of the colleges up around uh, I want to say Maryland or something like that, sure. and they took it in their lab and tested it, and that's that was their conclusion. Damn. 
Yeah. So these are college educated people that are telling uh, telling these investigators this red light and this light that you've seen this should not have appeared yeah, on your should not be there. Well, I will say that I have a FLIR camera that I was planning on definitely uh, taking advantage of. Yes. uh, For damn sure. I think that's going to be a uh, key piece of equipment to have out there because that's going to give us a whole new spectrum. Exactly. Which And if if this thing puts off any type of temperature, any type of heat, then... See, that's what I'm more interested in right there, is what the... uh, what the temperature of, of this is going on. The, the heat signature, so to speak. Um, damn. I cannot fucking wait. Ugh. Can we just go now? <laughs> I I was going to stop on my way back from the news today. Yeah. Stop stop down the uh, road and start door knocking on, you know, just so I can talk to some of the people that live along the road. But I realized it was like 7 in the morning and people are probably not up. <laughs> Like, pissy. <laughs> Could you wake up and come talk to me? Please. I just have what a question. Talk? I just have a question. Don't be a dick. <laughs> 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 it's interesting, though. Like, I want to know how many people along that road, like in Joplin specifically, uh, experience this on a regular basis or if they even pay much mind. Well, see, that was one of the things that really sparked my interest about doing a full length documentary yeah i mean youtube has got a few uh 15 minute documentaries that sure you know some people shot like years ago and they've interviewed some people along the uh, along that road and some of the people actually talk about you know they'd be in their kitchen washing dishes and they'll see it out the back window or they'll have it come in their yard see that's amazing to me absolutely amazing I think it was, well, it was this clip right here, I believe. Sherman Williams don't have shit on this. Yeah. When, <laughs> when Dr. Feelgood was explaining one of the times he was out uh, seeing this. Now, he said, you know, what he was seeing, it could have been this, it could have been that. He wasn't 100% sure what he was looking at. However, it was something anomalous, you know. Um, but there was a couple stoners out there. <laughs> and one of them happened to freaking say... Sherman Williams don't have shit on this. Right. So, <laughs> I love You know it. that's going to be used in the talk. <laughs> I think we have no choice. At this point, we have no choice. Like, it has to happen. Right at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Right when the name comes up. Drew Williams. Oh, I got shit on it. That's right. And every time we see something anomalous, I think we slide it on in there. Like we're just kind of of off in front of the camera and we'll see the light. Then you just look over your shoulder. Sherman Williams ain't got shit on this. And I just nod. I nod. It's our, yep, that's right. It's our little tip of the cap to Dr. Feelgood right there. Ladies and gentlemen, go. I like it. Making contributions already. That's right. Four out of five now, proctologists recommend the ectoplasm show. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm just digging through clips here. <laughs> very, very sorry. Have you um, have you checked to see how far this other one was, the St. Mary's light, how far away from you that is? I haven't checked. I have not checked. Not, I know it's in your state. It is in my state. Let me look and, here. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to look this up right now. St. Mary's Light, Iowa. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know about this one. Do it up. Um, in the late 1870s, a woman named Mrs. Wallace burned to death in her home on a 160-acre farm just south of the tiny Catholic community of St. Mary's. Since that time, a glowing red and orange fireball, 15 to 20 inches in diameter, has been seen skirting the perimeter of the farm. <sighs> which which the, came to be owned by a family named Stores. One local farmer, Orville Burning, Redenbacher, spotted the light. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped in my head, too. <laughs> Orville, 
Redenbacher, yep. spotted the light as he was walking home from a card game in the wee hours of the morning. Possibly drunk, I'm assuming. Um, <clears throat> Floating along the fence line, its bright glow perfectly con- uh, contrasted with the newly fallen snow. He sometimes saw the light from the window of his farmhouse nearly a mile away. Stranger still, in 1947, an Indianapolis man named Roy Whitehead claimed to hear a voice emanating from the St. Mary's light as it hovered above the road. Nice. That's all I have to say about that. Dude, I will say this. This uh, location, this particular location, is um, going to be roughly two, two and a half hours away from me. Oh, that's not too bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Is it north or is it like... This is Close nestled up. This is like nestled up right up next to Des Moines. So we, uh, from my house, we have to go north and east. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not a problem. Uh, basically, like, yeah, this will be super, super easy. Oh my god, I'm excited. <laughs> I am all sorts of excited. You know what? I just got like a comment on my YouTube channel. Yeah? Yeah, and I want to yell at this guy. What do you say? Let's yell at him right now. Come on. <clears throat> All right. So he watched the second episode I ever made on the Crescent Hotel. Yeah. And granted, I mean, there's it's it's kind of if you don't like history, it's kind of boring okay. watching watching this historian talk. But he put just put Z's on there. And I just want to yell at him like, you motherfucker, if you don't like it, don't watch. Yeah. Punch you in your uh, board. We've been, getting, <laughs> we've been getting a lot of that over here at the Ectoplasma Show lately. It's like people don't like the fact that I cuss, and I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I cuss on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you I do know. what you want? How dare I? The absolute goal that I have. Oh, goodness. So, so have you been cutting back just to appease people, or? Um, if I have been cutting back, I I haven't noticed. I don't know. Subconsciously. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah I, right. <laughs> yeah, subconsciously, I'm <laughs> cutting back, swearing. Yeah, you know, I mean, <clears throat> to be honest with the, with my show the, uh, on YouTube, th- I listen to some of the suggestions, and I I might make a mental note of it, and I might while editing subconsciously kind of keep that in mind i guess yeah that's a, <laughs> that makes I'll, sense I'll, I'll kind of appease them subconsciously like okay so yeah. you know this works you know i've <laughs> i've kind of like I, I one of the one of the couple uh one of the comments i've gotten was about how people don't like to have music in the background of the investigation stuff so they can hear you know the, the actual investigation and see if we missed anything apparently cuz we don't sure. know what they we're doing um, so I've cut back a lot on putting music in, in the show. That makes sense. Or though. ambience. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. I mean, it's not like I, I would have put music over the EVPs because that would just be stupid. Right. Exactly. You know, but people don't realize that. Yeah. It's very interesting stuff. People are just fucking crazy sometimes. I swear to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, but, the lady, the last person that commented, uh, on like iTunes or whatever. She was quite sweet about it. Like, I will say that because she said she likes the show. She loves the show and, and the subject matter and things like that. However, you know, it's just my mouth apparently (laughs) that, uh, that, uh, leaves a little more to be desired, I suppose. Why you gotta be so nasty? I know. Right. Just, I don't know. Sorry. But you know what? Constructive criticism is just that it's constructive. (sighs) Yeah, for sure. Faux show. What are you cracking open over there, buddy? Another Mountain Dew. Ah, hard ass. Another Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm drinking the same <laughs> thing. I'm over here drinking the same damn thing. <laughs> I I did consider drinking a beer yeah. in honor of Koopsik. Yeah. Like it's like he passed away or something. I was gonna do it in dedication to him. <laughs> Poor little guy. He'll be Poor back. Fella. He's coming back. He better I know that. No, I talked to him. He said that, uh, you know, next week or whatever, we're definitely going to be just back to uh, back to full swing, I guess. So that'll be fun. Heck yeah. 
Yep, yeah, it'll be fun. So it's quite possible we may be doing uh, an ectoplasm show uh, during the filming of all of this. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? The, uh, that's that's stuff. perfectly fine because <laughs> I'll be doing the same thing, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's just it. Like, There's definitely going to have to be times where we're, you know chatting it up i think it'd be really cool to do a few interviews you know from the field while we're there in that's, right in the middle of it you know that's uh, actually not a bad idea i'm telling you well you know what's going to happen is while we're out there people are going to show up yes that's a given yes they so, will. and a lot of the times the people that show up to these locations are people that have been there before and that have had experiences Dude. so they want to see it again yeah and and they're always willing to talk about what they've experienced. So. I was going to say, you know, you uh, in your bag of tricks or whatever, you always uh, just bring along the, uh, you know, the the waivers and the sign your life away type papers or whatever. The, if people do pop up and they w- are willing to be on film, just have them sign the release. Yep. And, uh, yeah, start rolling. We had a very, very similar experience when we were filming uh, A Brush With Evil. We had uh, a whole family roll up, uh, and they were talking all sorts of fun stuff. Like it was awesome, awesome yeah. talking to them. We could we couldn't use like any of it. Um, ah. Yeah, it yeah, but it was really cool. Like talking to them, the stories they had to tell about the place. Like it was fun. Uh, so yeah, but you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter where we go. I think there's going to be a lot, a lot. Of people that uh, show up, yeah. but it's just built-in interviews. You know, it's, it'll be cool. And also, you know, I mean, it's not like we're going to be totally disrupted or anything by it because, no, no. you know, the Brown Mountain Lights. If we're out camping, I mean, nobody's going to show up at our campsite. And be like, hey guys, here to see the lights too. <laughs> yeah. <no doubt. laughs> oh my gosh! Why did you guys just camp up there on top of the ridge <laughs> where you can see it better? <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No, because we thought this was a great spot. We thought this was better. Now I just feel stupid. Thank yeah. you for that. All right, guys, let's move stuff. Don't let them see us move, but we're going to move. Yeah, <laughs> I don't we're not moving because you said it. We're just moving because we, we think it's going to be a better idea to be up there, not That's because right. you said so. Yeah, this is our idea. We came up with this ourselves. <clears throat> and then we'll run into you up there and be like, oh, fancy meeting you here. Right? Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Glad gosh. you guys make it. It'll be great. Now, they did say that, you know, the Brown Mountain Lights specifically are are, uh, experienced or or witnessed uh, the most, I believe, was it September through November? Is that correct? Am I right or am I wrong? Um, I think it's pretty much any time. Okay. Okay. I believe so. All right. Well, I hope so. Better be. Yeah. I think better show up when we want it to. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to be mad. I'm gonna be so pissed. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a letter telling it how mad I am. I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter to my congressman. How about that? Yeah. Now what? You know what? You know what, North Carolina? <laughs> Better make this thing happen. <laughs> you know what, North Carolina? We coming for you. Well, there's gonna be trouble you. in the form of a letter. That's right. Dang it. Telling you how much trouble. <laughs> telling you how much trouble. Oh my goodness. I can't wait, though. I think it's going to be fun. I am just, uh, I don't know. I've said this before to you, and I'm going to say it again. Like, I just, I I personally feel that we are going to experience something. Something noteworthy and significant is going to happen during this excursion, and I don't know what it is, dude, but it's, it's just a feeling I have, apparently. I don't know another way. Something is telling me that we are going to experience something. Yeah, we talked about this the other night. Yes. I, I'm on the same boat with you. It's, it's, this is, I don't want to say it's too good of an idea and too good of a subject matter to not have something awesome yeah. come up. You know, whether that's us finally proving one of the lights is a natural occurrence. Yeah. Or proving that there is something truly metaphysical or. Uh, paranormal happening with a certain light and being able to decipher what at what level you know is it aliens is it ghosts or is it you know whatever 
about. Something is going to happen. I'm, I'm there with you. We will yeah. document it. We will catch it on film, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not only just the feeling. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're going to experience something, but I, I'm feeling that we are going to we are going to be seeing this. We are going to capture this. Um, and I just, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait already. Just, yeah. number one, to film the son of a bitch, but number two, to get it out to the, to the masses, you know? And, like, here, look at this. There's something significant going on that people, the majority of people, are, are looking over. Because in this paranormal field, you know, you have cryptozoology, you have ufology, and you've got just ghosts, okay? And yeah. ghosts has become, like, this weird, all-encompassing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, a disembodied voice. Boom. It's a ghost. You hear uh, disembodied footsteps um, running up and down the hallway. Boom. It's a ghost. You know, you have shit that's flying off the wall or what have you. Boom. It's a ghost. You know, it's become this just this weird general term, it yeah. seems like. It's like, but what if it's not just a ghost? What if it is something else? Um and it's just like exactly and it's like what is going on with these spook lights you know you can't just pigeonhole it because all of these different locations all have very very similar um phenomenon going on with completely separate backstories um i mean Mm -hmm. just geographically how different are these areas anyway yeah uh, this area for the Hornet spook light or the Joplin spook light. Yeah. It's pretty level ground. You know, we're just on the, in the foothills in between the Ozark mountains and the mountains over here in Oklahoma. Right. Um, the Brown mountain lights, obviously it's in a mountain. Exactly. Uh, the Gurdon light, one of the other lights that we're going to be investigating that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. It's, it's in Arkansas, uh, closer to the swamps. So, I mean, there's a chance that it might be swamp gas, the backstory sure. on that is actually got a murder involved, a, a real murder, a documented murder is involved with that one. Um, and up in Iowa, I mean, this is farmland. Right. right. I was just going to say, yeah, very uh, just lush, you know, farmland. That's it. That's what we have. That's it. Um, a lot of cows. Guys, it's a lot of cows. <laughs> <laughs> cows and corn. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But no, I mean, I you just, know what? I'm wa- I'm waiting for the orb people to come out of the woodworks on this. Yes, it makes me wonder because essentially, a lot of these lights are generically called orbs. Exactly, and some people believe that orbs are spiritual phenomenon, and if you can see an orb. There's got to be some kind of energy there. But, I mean, that's... Yeah. But what kind of energy? And that's the thing that we need to find out. See, uh, I cannot wait. Because ultimately what, you know, I want to see happen with this is for more and more people to then go out and do their own digging, do their own research on on this phenomenon, no matter where you're at. Because, my God, they're everywhere. They really are. Um it's you know we have a select few that we hear about all the time there's the more popular ones you know such as Joplin yeah um yeah but i mean in you know encourage people to get out there do their own research on this phenomenon and make it something um worthwhile to investigate because there's definitely something going on here um that i in my opinion has been widely overlooked yeah. If you look at it like um, from a ghost hunting standpoint, one of the biggest things that a, a, any ghost hunting or ghost hunter would want is a reoccurrence of the activity. Yes. To where they can see it just about any time. Yeah. What a, it, so why? So <laughs> with these spook light cases, yes. they're seen daily or weekly. Why aren't time. you out there investigating that? If you, if it might be a ghost. Yeah. Why aren't you out investigating? Because of it's occurring occurring more uh, rapidly and visually than it would in a you know maybe a, a haunted house or an asylum or something you know. 
this is going to be sure, so much fun. Sure, the backstory is not as sexy as oh yeah, there was tuber- this tuberculosis sanitarium had sixty thousand people die here, and yeah, but, there's a mass yeah. grave in the back, and it's not that sexy, but it's a common occurrence here. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very common, and with some of these locations, you know, you have certain tales and certain things like of love, of loss, of murder, mm-hmm. of deception, whatever you want to call it. I mean, my God, like the story writes itself mm-hmm. right there. This and, is good and stuff. You, and you get to involve aliens. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you doing that for? Come on. And, listen, and you know what? Let, let's throw Bigfoot in there, okay? Oh, let's God. Let's just throw, throw this out there. Oh, God. So... so the area of North Carolina, those the Appalachian Mountains, yeah. there's a lot of that uh, has not been explored. So here we go. So <sighs> what if these, what if these lights were the no. opening of another dimension? No. And, and out pops Sasquatch. Big, yeah, out pops Sasquatch because people think it could be a dimensional being. I'm bringing extra Jack Link's sausage thingies <laughs> with me. Or beef jerky. You, that's what it is. It's beef jerky. Jack makes beef jerky. That's what it is. I'll bring the sausage. <laughs> you bring the sausage. <laughs> I'll bring the jerky. <laughs> we'll do our own. Our own little web series of messing with Sasquatch. Frickin' Glidden style. <laughs> it would, it would just make Rick Rose play Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be great. Now, more importantly, you know... We are, um, you know, we're asking for um, money, basically. You know, there's a certain amount of funding that uh, needs to happen for this project. And uh, I mean, we're not. That's what's interesting about this. You know, between David and myself and a few of our buddies, we have a lot of equipment. You know, we don't really need much. What we're basically asking for is, you know, uh, certain things to help out maybe with travel um, Mm -hmm. and to help out, you know, in certain locations, we need to hire um, local people to help us with some of these things like uh, production assisting and things of that nature. Uh, No matter what that is, you know, running sound, running an extra camera, um, you know, setting up lights for God's sake, anything. Um, It could be, you know, really cool. However, you know, we're only asking for, I believe it's $2,000. Is that correct, David? Yeah, our our goal is two thousand. Um, that will, that right there alone will cover the travel and yeah. and paying paying extras to help out. Yes, at different locations, and it's not going to be like we're paying one person to travel with us. It's just we're paying people at these locations to help out. Yeah, you just kind of hire locally. I mean, a lot of these. Uh, I mean, even like the uh, the TV shows, they will do mm-hmm. that. They hire production assistance and things of that nature from the whatever major market area they're in you know mm-hmm. um i mean that's just kind of how uh how guys get gigs you know especially in the film business that's for sure yes and it also cuts down on the cost for production as well because Very if we paid much. one person to travel around with us oh, we're paying for their travel and all that as well yeah and paying um, them most likely hourly, and we're also feeding them, and it, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is uh, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it's a can of, it's a can of beans for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, if if we have anything left over from that, this is actually going to help us be able to take the film when it's completed out on the road. Yes, to different locations, you know, and, and show it to everybody. You know, we want to get the word out about that as well, but we still need the help in the funding department to get to make this happen. For sure. Now, we uh, have I was going to say what what are some of the perks if they go over to uh, Indiegogo and they and they check out the uh, the page, you know, that we have set up. Um, right. you know, now, if you're if you're going to go to Indiegogo, uh, do a search for Into the Light. I think it'll it'll pull it up because Indiegogo gave me an enormously long URL. <laughs> uh, I wish they wouldn't have done that, but they did. Um, so yeah, for as little as $2, you can get your name in the credits of the film. Two bucks. So, I mean, two bucks, you get your two name in, the, in there. It's like a being a part of history. Yeah. 
Um, $5, at the $5 <laughs> level, you can get your name in the film. Plus, you'll get a one-on-one kind of Google Hangouts with myself and Josh. And we'll talk about the film. We'll talk about whatever you want. Yeah. You know? Midget wrestling. Talking about midget wrestling. We'll talk about uh, different theories and techniques of uh, investigating and things of that nature, too. Like, it could be a lot of fun. It really could. Um, the $10 level, uh, we've come up with this uh, idea for a location keepsake in which yeah. I went ahead and bought these eight millimeter or millimeter milliliter <laughs> vials. Yeah. And uh, we're actually going to fill them with soil from each location. Not like every location in one vial, but there's going to be soil in there from one of the locations. Yep. And uh, so that's a keepsake that we'll send to you as well as you get the Google Hangout and your name in the credits. Yeah. Um, now, so far, the most popular one we've we've been uh, getting is the uh, signed movie poster. Yeah. This is this is at a twenty five dollar level. Uh, the signed movie poster uh, is going to be signed by everybody that's helped us film, um, as well as ourselves. You'll get the location keepsake, the Google Hangout, and the uh, credit in the film. Um, and we we've had a couple people claim that one already, so that was yeah. that's that's been good so far. It's pretty awesome. The other twenty five dollar level we have, if you don't want the excuse me, the Mountain Dew's making me burp now. <clears throat> Baby got a little gas. It's okay. A little gas. It's okay. <laughs> now if you don't want the uh, movie poster, we also have a uh, behind the scenes stills in which we'll be taking pictures throughout the whole filming process. Oh yeah. And uh those who want the stills, we're gonna develop uh, I think it's, there's going to be 10 stills that we'll send to you and the 10th one will be autographed by Josh and myself which you know if this film blows up could be a nice piece of memorabilia yeah or it could be something to uh, you know put on throw the, darts the, at yeah I was just going to say that <laughs> put up on your wall freaking throw darts at it that's perfect but uh, I, I'm yeah. an optimist This it could be worth millions I, I usually try to stay on the optimistic side of things as well. Uh, so, yeah, you'll get the uh, stills instead of the poster, and you'll get the other three perks as well. That'll be super sweet. The uh, At the $50 level, we've yet to get somebody to claim this. Uh, it, you'll get a T-shirt, uh, a film-related T-shirt. You'll get a signed movie poster or stills. Um You'll also get the keepsake. You'll also get the Google Hangout chat and your name in the credits. So you get to wear something around that uh, has our faces on it. It's just going to be our faces. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) It says nothing about the film itself. It's just a picture of David and myself. It'll have my face on the front. Yeah, there you go. And yours in the back. It'll say party in the front. Or uh, business Business in the front, front. party in the back. Exactly. Exactly. Damn it! Now I'm gonna make that shirt. Yeah, that we like should a just, really good idea. We should just make the shirt anyway, <laughs> just to do it. <laughs> We're only gonna get two shirts made. <laughs> just That's... one for you and one for me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't be surprised if next time you see me, I have that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Dang it! Oh. So yeah, there's there's this T-shirt. Um, we actually had somebody donate on the hundred dollar level yes. last night. Yes, which is which is really awesome. Like, I'm gonna give him a shout out real quick. Do that. Uh, Dan Williams, who is the founder of the Paranormal Research Institute, has donated the hundred dollars uh, to us for filming. He's he is a firm believer in this project. He thinks this is a damn good idea, and Dan is not your normal investigator he actually he's kind of like me where i like to do experiments sure and his are more technologically uh technological like yeah. he's he's used, uh implementing bat radar or bat sonar which in his is investigations pretty outstanding <laughs> yeah i kind of want to get his uh his uh bat detector thing the it, it basically reads audio at the level that a bat hears yeah yeah so and, oh. It's amazing. That would be awesome to have That's out there. Those absolutely amazing. If there's any change in sound when it's a when it's when it comes around. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, I, I'd get goosebumps. I would get excited. I'd be like, "F yes!" Yeah, exactly. 
then I'd throw on my party in the front business in the back or <laughs> business in the front party in the back whatever it is t-shirt and I'd go to the bar <laughs> oh my god I love it I freaking uh, love it <laughs> so so at the hundred dollar level you get a uh, premiere invitation so wherever we take this film after we're done uh, wherever we show this film at you'll get to come to the premiere uh, I think we're gonna I would say for as far as premieres go yeah the premieres need to happen around the locations that we shot yeah I would uh, I would suggest the exact same thing as well as maybe showing it at different conferences yeah for sure um so you get an invitation to the premiere, so you get to see the premiere or see the video, the movie, free before most people get to see this. Before it even goes online or goes for sale or anything like that, you'll get to see it before anybody. Um, you'll, you also get the movie poster or stills, you get a, uh, a t-shirt, you get the keepsake, you get the Google Hangout, you get the credit in the film. I mean, that's a really awesome perk, I think. You, that's a big bundle. Yes huge very much so and then the last perk that we have um oh yeah this one I, i'm waiting for somebody to do this one because i am I too think this would be fun this would be a uh, blast absolutely yeah. at for a uh, 200 dollars contribution you get a private screening with josh and myself which is just going to be us hanging out drinking beer telling dick and fart jokes and watching and watching the movie. Yeah, you get you get Josh and myself. Watch the movie. Exactly. You get to ask us any question you want about the movie while we're there. Um, you know, and of course you get the other perks too. You know, you get the t-shirt, the photo stills. Yeah, everything else. So, yeah, everything that we've already mentioned before is all yours as yeah. well. Yeah. <sighs> the private. I can. Can you imagine some of the people that we get to meet doing the private screen? Oh yeah, dude, it's gonna be so much fun. So much fun. I've I'm, I'm been trying to. Uh, I've been trying this for about a year. You know who Corey Taylor is, right? Oh, yeah. Come on now. From Slipknot and of Stone course. Sour. Well, you know he's a big Paranormal fan, right? Yes. I've actually uh, read his book like three different times on the Paranormal. Like I've been sending him messages about uh, coming out to one of the investigations, and I've yet to hear from him, but I've been trying <sighs> that, to get this guy out. If that happened, you would have... Me, like, ugh. you may create a monster here, man. Because what you have is then going to be like a a chubby fangirl <laughs> thing going on. Like it's going to be like. So we have Corey Taylor out here. We're searching for the uh, for the spook light. Josh, what can you tell us so far? And I'll be like, Oh my god! Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh my god! Like that's what. It, god dang it! Yeah. We could get Corey freaking Taylor. Oh my gosh, it's Corey Taylor. Yeah, I would shit everywhere. It would be amazing. Could and you, I think uh, it'd probably be the first time I see in a cutoff tee. Me? Not the sleeves cut off. I'm <laughs> talking like cut off just below the nipples. <laughs> and it says explore the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn it. Oh damn it! The shit that comes out of your mouth catches me off guard, Glidden. Oh wow! Oh man, good stuff, good stuff. You're getting a visual, aren't you? It's, With it's your cut off denim shorts. It's already there. And I had like a vape thing in my mouth, and I'm like rolling smoke out of it, and I'm like the high socks. <laughs> hey, Corey Taylor. You, you can't really put your hair in pigtails, so oh. that, that's a shame. <laughs> that's a damn shame. <laughs> oh my goodness regardless but, it's going to be a really really cool project yes and if you guys can if you can donate do so um like we said as little as two bucks i know a few of you out there already have donated for that guys i cannot thank you enough like it is phenomenal Absolutely yeah. phenomenal that you guys have already stepped up um, and started to donate. Um, this is, it's amazing. Um, now, I do want to stress a little bit. Uh, yeah. We have less, just less than three weeks until the end of this um, campaign. 
yeah to get as much contributions as we can yeah um, so anything you know get on to your friends you know have encourage them to pledge because this film is is not just going to be like your every everyday film this is a, a completely different new subject and I have to reiterate that I have never seen a feature length documentary on the spook light phenomenon never I've seen tidbits in TV shows I've seen yep. 15 minute little videos on YouTube but never a full length documentary and this is something I believe I believe wholeheartedly in that it needs to happen it needs to be done it really does it absolutely does I mean huh this could be a stepping stone for people. It, that's in just it, man. Like, it could be. This could be paving the way for something that we have been overlooking for probably, I mean, decades. Yes. Absolutely. Or centuries. Exactly. So, I mean, this could be very, very important. Yeah. So, like Josh was saying, as little as $2, even every $2 helps. Oh, hell if yeah. If you can't. If you don't want any of the perks, I mean, hell, I bet I'm, I'm sure you could even donate a dollar. Oh, I'm you know? sure. I'm sure. If you're not claiming a perk, you can donate as little as a dollar. So, exactly. but yeah, if you're if you're gonna pledge anything, by all means, grab a perk. You know, that's what they're there for. It's kind of a reward for you, so you have something to uh, to uh, show for it. You know? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Get your name in the credits for for permanent. Yeah. Help us justify this guy's claim of, you know, the whole... Uh, Sherman Williams don't have shit on this. That. That's right. <laughs> Help us justify that. <laughs> it, uh, I'm even changing the not, the title to Into the Light, Sherman Williams doesn't have shit on this. There it is. There it is. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right. On that happy little note, peeps, want to... Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening in, Dave. Thank you very much for your time. You're uh, welcome, uh, brother. And uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna have Doctor Feelgood back on Tuesday with the Dr. news. Doctor Feelgood. <laughs> oh yeah, like <laughs> I do it all the time to that poor bastard. I'm just like, <laughs> that's just what I do. That's just what I do. Oh yeah, I just gotta mess with him a little bit. Oh yeah, but yeah, we'll be uh, we will be back in full swing on Tuesday with the news episode. Until then, you guys have a great freaking weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out.